This is Delaney Ray and Joe Graves with Central City Church, and we are recording this for midweek. Hey, we are back. This is midweek, and this week we're going to be talking about Jesus Christ, our Savior, and what he means to us as Christians and how he is portrayed in the Bible um, for just when you're reading the Gospels and exactly what his personhood is like and who he is as a, as um, more, I always say more than just like a friend, but what a, what a Savior means. And then um, the main question that I think that I wanted to ask to start this off is, why is Jesus more than just someone that came to save us from hell? Well, I mean, what's interesting about this is the person. So this is a is Jesus more than someone who just came to save us from hell? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a bigger question here, and this is a the bigger question is what what did Jesus do? You know, right. why did Jesus come? What did Jesus do? And I don't think there's one answer to that. So I mean, I remember my mentor once did a whole sermon series on atonement. I wasn't a, a part of the church at the time. This was before I was there, but I, I heard about it from other people because it was very impactful. And every week he just walked through an atonement theory, which are these theories on what it meant for Jesus to die on the cross and rise again and all of these different theories around what what that means and what it does in the world. And one of those, and quite a few of those, really focus on this idea that Jesus died to take our sins so that we would be saved from eternal punishment and, and into heaven. But the reality is, is there's a lot of other theories. Now, in Brian McLaren's section on who is Jesus, he doesn't get into those really, not directly. Mm-hmm. He kind of touches on various atonement theories, but um, uh, he really is kind of asking that question, like, who is Jesus? And really what he's trying to do, in my, from my perspective, is he's trying to unpack or uh, dismantle uh, some views of Jesus that he thinks are harmful. I don't think he does an adequate job in this section replacing it. Um, in regards to answering the bigger question of who Jesus is. He just kind of spent some time challenging some status quo evangelical perspectives of Jesus, which include Jesus' only purpose was to die for our sins so that we would get into heaven. The evangelical narrative, right? And that that Jesus wasn't interested in alleviating poverty, that Jesus wasn't interested in Mm -hmm. justice, that Jesus wasn't interested in life, which, if we're honest, I I don't even think... Modern day, like especially like Gen Z evangelicals, don't even believe this. That's where I'm like, yeah. this, this critique of evangelicalism isn't necessarily even helpful. Um, also, there are this... small sections of evangelicals that view it that way, but I don't yeah. even think like the breadth of evangelicals would hold on to this. The scriptures don't le- allude to that either. Like, it, the Bible doesn't say that Jesus just came to save people from hell and that's it, and that's all he was. Therefore, I think that's a really dumb blanket statement. That's why, yeah, I struggled a lot with this chapter because I felt like there was there should have been more. Um, it was very condensed. It wasn't it wasn't a whole lot of information for what um, what we can do to change those narratives. Um, you kind of we're just kind of filling the blanks in ourselves of how we can make Jesus fit into what is correct and what is not harmful. Um, when it comes to believing in, you know, that hell narrative that evangelicals like to throw around a lot. 
Well, I think one thing that he does well, because um, yeah, I, I did feel like there was some lacking in these two two sections, but one thing I think he does well that I do think is really um, important for our faith development is that we spend time and recognize that it is our tendency to create God in our own image. So you yeah. like this, he didn't get into this. This is my own thoughts, but like in the old Testament, I think he actually did talk about this in previous chapters. In mm-hmm. the old Testament, one of the great sins was creating idols and images of God. Mm-hmm. So like one of the 10 commandments is right. don't create any, you know, images of God, paintings of God, um, uh, sculptures of God that you would then worship. What's interesting is that Christians went on to do this and they, they created a variety of images of Jesus, right? And the icons, how, right? <laughs> one of the great critiques of these these paintings of Jesus nowadays is what? That, that most, they're white. That they're white. Yeah. <laughs> so this is yet another example of how when we try to paint a picture of God, paint a picture of Jesus, we do so in our own image. Correct. So white Europeans are painting these paintings. They paint Jesus as white. Mm-hmm. Northern Africans paint icons. They paint Jesus as black. You know, and that's why I think in the Old Testament and what made Judaism so unique is that they're like, no, no idols, no graven images. And it wasn't just like anti-idols. It was like, no, you <clears throat> don't try to capture or limit this picture of who you think God is. Because when you do, you create God in your own image. So we do that. So they, mm. we've done it with paintings, but we do it in more subtle ways, in the ways in which we talk about Jesus, um, the ways in which we say who Jesus is. So when we ask the question, what does Jesus mean to you? Um, the follow-up question is, how does your answer, how is your answer influenced by what you want from God, what you think about God, what you think about other people? You know, it, We have to come to terms with the fact that we tend to create God in our own image. And the reality is, is that we were created in God's image. Right. So we're aspiring towards something great instead of trying to limiting God to something broken. But that's kind of mysterious too, because we don't. A lot of people imagine God as the old man in the sky or whatever. Sure, like that's a yeah. and so it's it's hard for some people to. He was um, old. He had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> nights, which he references in the chapter. It's not a random reference. <laughs> um, it's hard for us to see that. He, we're made in his image because we don't know what he looks like and that's and I think that's another reason why so many people have tried to like draw out these paintings and different things to make it more relatable to make it more understandable and see like okay this is Jesus this is what he looked like I'm white so of course he had to be white too or whatever just to make it more relatable um well you know it's, it's interesting because I'm wondering if these two ideas because it's the old testament it's the Hebrew bible that says we are creating God's image and then it also says, don't create images for God. Right. <laughs> and I wonder if it's because, and, and this, the, I, I don't know if this is, I'd have to look into it more, but I'm guessing there's a tie-in. The reason why we don't create images for God is because God already created an image for God, and mm. it's humanity. And that's But it. it's not just one human. Right. It's humanity at large. And you look mm. at all of humanity and all of its variations and diversity, yeah. and you get tiny glimpses of what God is like. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, that's what I was actually going to say next. Like, we have to embody the body of Christ. Oh, sure, The yeah. same exact way that he, what he came to do was, uh, this is super cheesy, but it is scriptural, that he can save the lost, yes. Yeah. But what, what all else does that imply? And how can we bring new heaven here 
and and with our with our bodies the way that Christ did. I think that's the whole point. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, when we ask the question of who Jesus is, it, it, the answer Jesus was the incarnation of God, so God showed up in human form, and then the church became the body of Christ. Right. And so, who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is in that incarnational like we we experience Jesus in relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. And so it can't be yeah. just like this theory or this like essay that we write about Jesus as a definition <laughs> for Jesus, but it's actually in relationship. I mean, Jesus goes as far as to say that when you encounter someone who's poor, when you encounter someone who's hungry, when you encounter someone who's thirsty, when you encounter someone who doesn't have a place to stay and you invite them to spend the night, you know, when you encounter, that's actually, he's like, when you do that, you do it that's for me. me. Yeah. And, and there's all, there's a sense that like, if you're not sure where, who Jesus is, Jesus is like, well, I'm, I'm, I am them. Mm-hmm. I'm in the people who are in need and you'll actually meet me in those relationships. So, but even that becomes an inadequate answer. So that's where it's like, that's where I really wrestle with all of this, where, you know, it can't be this or that either or but both and in the sense that um jesus is a big deal to me of all of the things that i've sort of pledged allegiance to the person of jesus is kind of the big one Mm -hmm. that i continue to try to be faithful to and i try to be a follower of jesus more so even than a follower of the bible you know what i mean like or, or like jesus is what's unique for me right and so who jesus is is important i think who, what, what does Jesus mean to you, means to you is a very personal question. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad question. I think it's a fine question. It's very personal. It's very intimate. And uh, what I would say, it's also then subjective. And it, not only is it subjective, but it's almost too personal in the sense that we tend to make everything about ourselves. We're such right. an individualistic culture that it's yeah. like, I've got my Jesus, you've got you, your Jesus. So I, I, I'm not against it. I think it's fine to talk about, like, we all experience God in different ways. But being able to step back and say, okay, here are some of the things that are really definitive around our understanding of Jesus is still important as well. And we didn't really get into that in this chapter. Or we're going to try to do that here. But a theology of who Jesus is and what Jesus means and what salvation means in relation to Jesus, it gets into, you know, atonement theories. I think it's a worthy you know, something we should spend some time with as a church. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I um, I loved studying that in college, for sure, like uh, Christology and all of that. It's um, It makes Jesus more real to you. I feel like um, when, just from my experience, only learning about, about Jesus in church was not enough for me because it was always just sort of an elementary understanding of, you know, Jesus came and died for us, like I said before, but there's so much more to what he came to do that people forget and that people don't talk about. And the idea of us being Christ with skin on now, moving throughout the world, is I think the takeaway and what's the most important thing. Um, Something that I keep going back to is the salt and light verse um, in Matthew and what that truly means. I listened to a podcast um, by Barbara Brown Taylor talking about that. Um, And I want to talk about that again next week for the gospel question. Um, But Jesus calls us to be salt and light. And what that actually means is really super interesting because salt 
enhances flavor and then light illuminates. Um, and if you could think about that in every aspect of your life, um, it's very interesting to think about that. So That's good. So what do we want to talk about in midweek? We're going to talk, probably ask a question, you know, um, who is Jesus? What is Jesus about? Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think we can answer it from a personal perspective, but then maybe it'd be worth talking a little bit about some of the various, uh, you know, some stuff around Christology or atonement or answer questions or oh, for wrestle sure, with yeah. like, you know, maybe there's some people, if you're listening, that you've struggled with like a very singular vision of Jesus when in reality Jesus was more than just uh, trying to save us from hell. We can definitely, yeah, we could definitely ask questions about who Jesus is to you. So you guys can just be thinking about that. And then maybe we can just do a biopic on Jesus and explain what his mission was and more in depth than what we previously learned. So just be thinking about that and have questions for us ready.